Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Well, the tough stretch is still going on. We got one more game left, and then things are going to lighten up a lot for the Bulls. Back-to-back losses to Boston and Toronto. I don't think either of them are tough losses, or I don't want to say, like, bad losses necessarily. But we still got to talk about them because there's good and bad, as with every game. We'll get to it all on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my co-host, former Bulls Benchpop member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, how was your weekend, man? Things going good? It was great. It was great. My daughter's team lost in the state regionals, but they still have a chance to go win state. So I'm still happy. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. It's also a big day in the basketball world because we're recording yeah. this on Monday. College basketball's yeah. back. So I'm I'm repping my Ramblers. I see you got your Vols back there. Who's who's Tennessee had today? I didn't even look at the schedule. Uh, they have some small school. We'll probably beat them by 30, but you know, oh, okay. it's, it'd be it's good. It's good tune up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you were in the that's what I was telling my brother. Like they're in these cupcake games to start. <laughs> like I mean, Loyola's got fairly Dickinson to start. I know, yeah. like, Illinois, the Illini had Eastern Illinois. So, easy games to start, but I'm excited. It's going to be – I want to make some college hoops coverage, like just some talking in here on the show as we go along in the year. But opening days today, great time of year, and that's why this is a perfect time to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Like we said, college hoops is back. This is a really fun time to be a sports better right now. What are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of the show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. Now that we have the video component, I should actually like wear it on the show so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Shop.believe.com, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance. There's a lot of good stuff there. Cam Rogers and the guys doing really, really good work. Another team that's doing good work, even though they're losing the last couple games, is the Bulls. I think we've seen some good signs. The loss to Boston, 123-119. That game felt winnable, and you missed Andre Drummond in that game. Andre Drummond's still out with the shoulder. Toronto game, Bulls lost 113-104. to That game was tied at 93, and I felt like I blinked, and all of a sudden it was a 10-point game. That's what we talked about before we started recording here. But kind of your thoughts on these two losses, because like I said, I don't think they're bad losses necessarily quote-unquote bad losses but you know in a stretch like this you're gonna lose some yeah i think so you know it was a it was a good fight especially the boston game um they definitely had chances to win this game i think just down the stretch we got to learn how to close out games better and 
how to how to win games and that's, that just comes with maturity comes with experience and it, it happened over time and i think the uh toronto game um i mean toronto's my sleeper team i think they're really capable of beating anyone in the east and capable of coming out of the east um so i think uh derozan had a, a really big game and uh i think everyone else uh stepped up a little bit but uh, crusoe kind of struggled a little bit but you know here and there, he he uh, it was a stat stuffer that he had 11, 11 assists, eleven rebounds. So everywhere else, he was playing great just for a shot shot making. He didn't really show up for us that night. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll talk about Toronto too because I have my thoughts on the Raptors. I agree with you. I think they're like a sleeper team or an underrated type team. But that Boston game, I'm not mad about losing yeah. by four points at the Garden when Tatum and Brown do Tatum and Brown things. Like if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing at that level. They're tough to beat anyway. And yes, you've got a banged up star in Zach Levine. You don't have Andre Drummond. Kobe White also missed that game. The fact that they were to keep it as close as they were, they, I think they had a lead at one point. To me, they were. I don't like moral victories necessarily. I don't want to say, hey, they had moral wins. But they looked good. It's just a matter of, it, we'll talk about it later on too. Once they get fully healthy, this thing's going to come together quick. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, we're still pretty banged up the Bulls. Uh, we didn't have one of our best players there. Uh um, and like I said, when Tatum and, and Brown are on, they're pretty hard to beat. You got to have two good guards who can stop them. And mostly any any good time, any good offense is going to be any good defense. So those two guys are very tough to 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 guard and to keep keep it keep it bay, and especially at home. Yeah, and I know Zach didn't have his best night. Like it was not a great night for Zach, but Nikola Vucevic stepped up. And I mean, what more can you say about Demar Derozan? The guy is just yeah. unreal. He he's the reason they were in that game. And then Vooch stepped up, was hitting some big shots getting some rebounds. The one play that people were talking about a lot, we wanted Patrick Williams to be more aggressive and he's been more aggressive. He took that three in the final seconds. It was a good look mm. to me. I would want that going to Zach or DeMar, but I can understand why Patrick Williams would take that shot. If we wanted to be more aggressive, I feel like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. I want to get your thoughts on just Patrick Williams taking that three in the final seconds. I mean, you know, I like it. Uh, it shows growth for him. It shows that uh, he's willing to take and, and maybe make the those those shots uh, later on in the year, hopefully. But uh, like I said, it just shows maturity, and that's what you want in a in a second year. Is it second year? I think, yeah, third year, third year. Third year. So uh, you want you want to see growth from him, and especially you know uh, for you knocking him the last couple couple weeks. You know, he's growing, <laughs> but I well, think it, I think it's good for him. <laughs> absolutely, and I, I that's why I feel like I'm talking to both sides of my mouth because I want to be more aggressive. But right, yeah. I, and, and and he's going to be that guy that's going to take those shots later on. I just think I think his ceiling is sky high. Right. Just in that moment to me. And again, I don't want to sound contradictory because I love the aggressiveness. He was doing some good things on the boards. He was taking some good shots. It's just that moment. I'm like, OK, I like the idea. I like it. It's just maybe that maybe that's the time to make that extra pass. But I can kind of see when you get a look like that. I feel like you have to take it. And two weeks yeah. ago, he wouldn't have taken that shot. So to me, that shows the growth. I think we're seeing him grow before our eyes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you want he, he's wide open. You got to take it. Um, and no one else is gonna gonna take that shot or you pass it to Zach or Demar. You know, they're gonna force up a shot with two people on him. So you rather him take a open shot than rather Zach or or, or Demar. You know, force up something over two people with no chance of going in. So like I said, I like the growth in him. Uh, it shows his confidence and it shows that he's trying to improve and he wants to improve. He wants to be better and he's willing to take those big shots. Yeah, that goes back to the good signs that I keep talking about. I like seeing good signs. Like if, if you're losing games, I want to see good things. I don't want to see blowouts. And the best part about this little stretch, they haven't gotten blown out necessarily. They haven't gotten run out of the building. Like they've been keeping it close. To me, having the, having something like this early in the year, 
I was looking, the Bulls, have they're tied for the most games played in the NBA, and they played a night, Monday night. So they're going to play the most games in the league so far. They haven't looked bad despite the tough schedule. So now that things are going to lighten up a little bit, get some guys back in the rotation, maybe they could be, like I said, put themselves in position to be in position. You want you want to have your tough schedules, you know, uh, early on in the season. So hopefully later on, you'll be able to get your rest, you'll be able to work on things, and hopefully get more practice in to work on uh, certain situations uh, in games. Uh, just like you said, the, the end of the game for Patrick Williams, be able to work on things like that um, with more practice time. I think now they haven't really got a lot of practice time, so they're just pr- pretty much just going off the fly, and they're not their full strength. So once all that happens, I think we'll see a different team. And now the Toronto game, no Zach <clears throat> Levine, no Kobe White, no Andre Drummond. You could tell they didn't have those guys because the game plan with Toronto, anytime Nick Nurse can get a defensive advantage, that scares yeah. me because yeah. he had the defensive advantage because what do you do? You just throw the house at DeMar. Right. Throw a double team at DeMar, force someone else to beat you, and that worked effectively. Yes, they got into it late. They tied it up late. But you saw, I like to say, the cream rises at the top. Now, they didn't have Pascal Siakam because he's got an adductor injury. But even so, the Raptors are a dangerous team, especially against the Bulls. They're big, they're tall, they're lengthy. They can play strong defense because Nick Nurse is a great defensive mind, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, like you you call them your sleeper team, I agree with you. I think they're a team that don't count them out. I don't care right. if they're playing bad. Don't ever count them out because they can turn around like that because of their size. They can lean into that and play really good defense and stifle you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like you said, they're young, they're long, they're athletic. Um, they can guard you with three or four different people. And I think it was a great coaching strategy, like you said, with uh, Nick Nurse letting DeMar go off. But in the fourth quarter, you know, sending double teams at him um, and letting other people beat him. And that's what you want. Because uh, like nine times out of ten, those guys who haven't been had the ball through the first three quarters, they're not going to be able to make shots in the fourth quarter because DeMar has been getting the ball. He's rolling. He's hot. You got to keep giving it to him. So uh, that's a great coaching strategy. It's going to work nine times out of ten. You know, one thing, I actually forgot to put this in our rundown, but I was looking at the box score. Dale and Terry played 10 minutes yeah. like, to the point where my dad asked me, who's Dale and Terry? I'm like, okay, first of all, listen to my show. Right. <laughs> listen to us. We've talked subscribe, about him. I'm gonna, subscribe, dad. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. I'm, I'm going to teach him how to hit the subscribe button so he can right. hear who Dale and Terry is because we talk about him. It's seeming like every show we're like, hey, where's Dale and Terry? We right. got Dale and Terry minutes and the, his stat line, 10 minutes, two for two from the field. A rebound, an assist, a steal, a block. He was, uh, I know, plus minus. You can make what you want a plus minus. He was plus one. So right. he didn't hurt He didn't hurt him. Right. I like that. I like seeing guys like Dalen Terry get minutes because, I mean, I didn't do a lot of Arizona coverage last year. I talked about that before. But Dalen Terry can defend any position on the court. He's lengthy. Yeah. He's athletic. And I think his, his jumper needs some work. That was something that even Arturis said after the draft. But to see him get some minutes, and he looked good in the little bit that I saw, yeah, maybe he can start working his way into the rotation a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially with guys being uh, being out, um, that's that's what the bench is for to come in and, and trying to earn some minutes. And I think in the Boston game that we got great bench production that game, but the Toronto game we didn't get a lot of bench production because uh, obviously Demar was going off, so didn't really need it. Uh, but um, throughout the season, we're going to need that bench production um, for when guys are out, when guys are trying to get some rest. Uh, so I think that's that's a big uh, big plus for the Bulls. And I just, I like seeing if you, if you, it's your first round pick, that's the big thing. It's not like this is, uh, let's put him in Iota Sumu shoes. Let's say yeah. Iota Sumu isn't what he is now. If he's a second round pick that you're maybe developing a little more and you're not going to play him as much, that's how I maybe could see that approach if we were later in the year. But, you know, 10 games in, the 11th game of the year, Dalen Terry gets in. To me, that bodes well 
for seeing him more in the future. And we talk about the perimeter defense being a concern. Maybe he can come in and help out with that as the year goes on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You want to throw as many guys as you can in there and to see what you have, to see what you're working with. Um, and like I said, he's your first round pick. So you want to see what you what you invested in. And hopefully that investment turns out to be a great one down the line. Yeah. And that's going to be the other thing that goes to the team getting healthy because we talked about it. Andre Drummond dealing with the shoulder injury. Kobe White has a quad bruise. Zach obviously in and out with the knee and the three point shooting suffered against Toronto without Zach and Kobe. So that's something we can even even if we want to potentially maybe 11 games in start thinking about thinking about trade deadline acquisitions like maybe another three and D guy could be something good because maybe you're seeing some weaknesses exposed. But at the same time, your best three and D guy is still out. We'll get to Lonzo Ball in a second, but just approaching things without Zach and Kobe. Let's say, I mean, you're down two of your better three point shooters. I'd say I'd say they're probably two of your go to guys. What do you have to do as a team to kind of get through that and balance it off? I think you got to get easy buckets in transition, um, get to the free throw line. That'll solve a lot of things. Won't solve your shooting issues, but it at least gets you some points on the board at least. But like I said, if you get some points in transitions, uh, get some extra extra looks at the rim, more offensive rebounds. Uh, I think Booch is doing a great job on uh, the way he's playing. I think he's playing in an all-star level uh, besides getting dunked on by Jalen Brown. Uh, but yeah. that, <laughs> that was a bad mistake. <laughs> but I think other than that, uh, he's doing he's doing great. Uh, he's doing just what you asked for and, and probably more. So I think that we can keep that up. Like I said, just get points in transition and try to get to the free throw line. I think we've gotten past any questions about whether Nikola Vucevic can be effective on this team, even with all, all right. the trade rumors mm-hmm. that I was definitely feeding into over the offseason. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's turned it around and that couldn't have come at a better time. Because I don't want to know oh, yeah. what would happen if we had last year's Vucevic right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing great. Like I said, I think it's just more about being comfortable uh, another year on his belt in the, in the Billy Donovan system, uh, getting to, get to know his teammates a little bit better and in the city probably better. So I think that's uh, when that comes into play. I think all those things comes into play when you're being a, a great basketball player on the court. I think off the court, your teammates, uh, how you like the city, all that stuff kind of uh, correlates when you when you want to be great in that in that environment. Now let's get to Lonzo because I teased the Lonzo update. We got an update from Billy Donovan on Lonzo Ball the other day. He's very, very optimistic. He's running in standing water. He says Lonzo feels freer, quote unquote, mm-hmm. than he did before the surgery. We still don't have a timeline for his return, but I feel like an optimistic update is just any update is an update at this point, but a positive one, that's got to do something for like, especially for the fans, like kind of calm him down a little bit. Like, okay, he is going to, come back. It sounds like he's doing well. Does that do anything for the team hearing any of those positive updates? Um, I'm sure that the team knows more than what the fans or we know, you know, they're with them every day, uh, watching them in the locker rooms and working out and training, stuff like that. So, I mean, I I don't plan to see them to maybe around all-star break or maybe after. Um, So especially with the knee injury, you don't want to come back too early, too soon, and then miss the whole season. Um, So I think just be cautious, take it one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, and hopefully he progresses and gets back full strength. And this could be a Bulls fan thing too, just, you know, the history with Derek. Any knee injury with a point guard right. scares the crap out of me. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just one of those things I kind of, I don't know, you were you were there for that whole thing. Yeah. And I just, knee injuries scare me. So I don't want to rush him back. I don't want him taking too long though, because you don't want to wait too long in the season and dig yourself into a hole. Right. But all in all, a positive update that makes me feel a little better. 
Yeah, I think any update is, is good for fans just to just to ease the pain, um, just to, you know, just quiet them down for a little bit. Um, but I think, like I said, we just want him to come back healthy, strong, and um, whenever he's whenever he's ready, just get back out there on the court and help the team. Is it possible to quiet Bulls fans down? I don't think so. They, they're, <laughs> they, they've won six championships and the greatest player played there. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to date anybody, but let's just say I, that was that last championship was a month before my time. I was born yeah, in July yeah. of 98. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But bull, bull fans, man. Like I love them. Like bull fans are great. Like yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I'm knocking bulls fans. They are fantastic. They, they show out cause the team's looking good. I mean, st- and it helps that Stacy King is being Stacy King and he's just yeah, yeah. relentless on the broadcast and he's <laughs> engaging on Twitter. Bulls Twitter is an interesting place, but I when bet. it comes, to, when it comes to knee injuries with a point guard, it's one of those things you hesitate, like, okay, I've seen this movie before. What's right. good. And obviously Lonzo's injury is not as serious as Derek's was, but right, it's yeah. still that it's still that mental block, at least for me, just like, let's be really careful here. Yeah, you want to. Like I said, I know the Chicago fans are great. Uh, they support the team in, in great years and in bad years. So, you know, they always uh, are pretty reasonable, um, but they, like any other fan, they want their team to win. And I think that that's the greatest thing about Chicago. They take pride in in all their sports, not just basketball. Every sport that I've uh, been around in the city of Chicago, they love, uh, whether it be Sox, Cubs, the Blackhawks, uh, they, they support every team. Definitely a Bears town. Yeah, and, for sure. I mean, Bears I think that's too. safe to say. And, you know, yeah. and we, and I'm not, I promised myself I wasn't going to brag about Justin Fields during the show today, but we can brag about Justin Fields. He <laughs> looked really, really good on Sunday, even though they got screwed on that pass interference, no call. But <laughs> <laughs> that's we're a Bears town, definitely. But when the Bulls are good, I mean, when any, when any of the teams are good, like, you know, in right. 16, they rallied around the Cubs. I remember I grew, I was growing up in the middle of the Blackhawks run in 2010 to 2015 mm-hmm. there. You know, when the Sox won the World Series and, you know, through everything they've gone through lately. Right. When the Bulls are really good, that's going to elevate things. Because like you said, with the history with Michael and the championships. And I think I don't want to put them at that level yet. Just, you know, they don't have the you don't have the goat right now. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. you have great players. You don't have the goat. But right. if they can string together a run and make a few playoff runs and maybe crack the Eastern Conference finals down the road. I don't want to get too. That's not this year. I don't want to say this year they're doing that but stay healthy, get this team healthy and on the right track, that's going to boost morale even more, and that's going to fill up the United Center. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I don't think they really need the GOAT. Um, you just got to have the right players in the right system and everyone just know their role. That's kind of how we did when uh, with the Bulls. Um, obviously, we had D. Rose, and he was uh, the MVP of that year, and we just all filled in behind him. We knew he was a star, and we just you know tried to help him out as much as we could. And it helped you had Tibbs, too, because I'm a, I'm a big yeah, Tom yeah. Thibodeau fan. Yeah, yeah. Practices were rough, but Tibbs could have calmed down I've on that, but that. you know, yeah. <laughs> but it made the games easier. So the practices were way, way harder than the game. So yeah, I feel like Tibbs is kind of a love or hate at this point. Like at least with the fans, I don't know how he is with the players, but I don't know fans, he's kind of a love or hate. And I'm like, I'm a Tibbs fan. I always have been. Yeah, like, yeah. When, when they were looking for a coach after they fired the last guy, which second I, I keep bringing him up. Quit bringing up the last guy. When they hmm. were look when they hired Billy Donovan, I the, one of the names I threw out was, Hey, why don't you go talk to Tibbs? Because I right. wouldn't mind running that back because I'm a fan. Yeah, Tiff is a great coach. Like he he wants the best from his players and uh he prepares you. Um he wasn't really a player, but I know he knows how to prepare people from top to bottom and it really shows because he's he had us prepared. Uh, we knew everything about our opponent. Uh we just couldn't beat a guy named LeBron and his team. So that's just the worst part about it. <laughs> yeah, that make that makes things pretty tough when you're playing. Yeah, that yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I know things aren't going necessarily great in New York with Tibbs. Like they're not making a run or anything right now. They're kind of stuck in the middle, but 
right. fact that they have him there, I mean, he's going to try to get the most out of him. I don't know whether it's Randall. I like the Jalen Brunson edition, but yeah, it, that's just an, and with with New York especially, if the if the Knicks are struggling in any semblance, it's yeah. going to seem like the sky's falling. Like, and I don't. That's just a passionate fan base, but yeah. I, I I don't have a problem with Tibbs coaching in New York. I know people do. I I think he's a good fit out there. Yeah, I think he is too. Uh, he's he's definitely for that city. He's passionate, just like the New Yorkers are. Um, New Yorkers is a great fan base. They they support their team win or lose, and they'll probably cheer for the opponent more than the, the home team, which is kind of it sucks. But you know, it's it's a part of basketball. It's a part of life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, while we're going around the association here, I feel like Brian Windhorst. When I wrote this in the rundown, I did I did that on purpose. I'm like, what's going on in Utah? Yeah. Like I feel like I I did I was doing that in my head. Like, what's going on in Utah? Because how are the Jazz eight and three? I don't know. They just, they, <laughs> I think they're just putting things together, you know, and everyone kind of counting them out and they're just going out there and playing basketball, not listening to the the naysayers and uh, just going out and playing. I think they got a good, good core group and um, your guy, Lori Marketing, and uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's playing like a, a star player that he should have been. Why couldn't he have done that in Chicago? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I see, ag- I see aggressive Lowry Marketing highlights on my TV and I'm sitting there going, you couldn't have done this four years ago. You got to be happy for the guy. You know, you never, you never know what what it was going through his head. You know the, the things that players go through. But you know, you're happy he's seeing them flourish now and, and be productive. Look, I of of course I'm happy for Lowry. I'm happy he's seeing the success. But that said, there are I I, I told you this. I get into the Twitter mentions sometimes, and I see people hmm. saying, should the Bulls have kept Lowry marketing? Did they lose that sign and trade? They should not have kept Lowry marketing. That shouldn't right. have happened. He that he would not be doing what he's doing in Utah and Chicago right now. I don't think he would have fit well with Vucevic. I don't think he would have fit well in the system. I think going to Utah, and I always say the most dangerous team in sports is a team that has nothing to lose. Yeah. Utah is a team that has nothing to lose. So yeah. he's out there just going out there with nothing to lose, and he's showing out. That's when he played his best. He played his best on the bad Bulls teams in the dark right. ages between Hoiberg and Boylan. Like, right. that's his name. Like he played his best <laughs> in that window. So now he's on a team in Utah that was not expected to do anything. All of a sudden they're eight and three with a coaching change. And after trading Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, I just, I can't wrap my head around the fact that the jazz are good. Yeah. They're pretty good. And they're shocking a lot of people. Um, like I said, he's playing good and all you can do is, you know, wish the best for him. And um, like I said, that's why there's more teams in the NBA. Every team you're auditioning for, you know, a new team. So you never know who's who wants you or who, who sees that you can be a good fit in their system more than team. The other one that gets me is when people say the Bulls should have kept Wendell Carter and not traded for Vooch. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Yeah. That, that trade needed to happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wendell Carter is playing at a higher level in Orlando because Orlando is a bad team. I mean, they're on the up and up. I, we've talked about it. We're big Paolo Boncaro fans. I think they're yeah. on the right track, but Orlando is still not a good team. So yeah. Wendell Carter is going to be one of the better players on a rough team. Yeah. That trade yeah. needed to happen because you're seeing Vooch turn the corner, like we said. And I think that's kind of val- the validation. I'm sitting here going, see, I told you that trade right. needed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Things things always work out, I think, for the best and um for the whatever position you're trying to play in. And I think uh every 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 new every player needs a new situation every now and then, especially if they're not going the, the route that they want to go. You just gotta, you know, break the break the relationship up and, and move on. Well, that was the Lowry marketing situation. It felt like it was just needing a change of scenery. And it worked right. out. He did well in Cleveland. All of a sudden, he gets shipped off to Utah. And here, they're 8-3. and three. Yep. He's he's playing good. He's probably their best player and probably their go-to player, maybe. Again, I just wish I would have seen this side of Lowry marketing <laughs> four years ago. That's the only thing I'm sitting <laughs> here going, you, 
Four years ago, we were wanting Lowry marketing to be aggressive, attack the rim, be take tough shots. And he didn't right. do that. And now he's doing that. What I don't know what unlocked that. Maybe it, I, I no, I know it was a coaching issue. I know there was an issue with coaching there. Right. But it's still just God. And don't say that the Bulls should have kept him because they shouldn't have. I mean, that's right. that's just super fans being super fans. I'm I hope they're just trolling and not serious, but either way, it's just get that off my timeline. And people right. keep retweeting it, so I can't avoid it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let you not read the mentions or the retweets. You gotta keep you off of that. <laughs> I gotta get a game on my phone or something to keep me off Twitter. Like I haven't had a game on my phone in years. I've, I've got to download a game or something just to keep me off that damn app. Because right, oh man, it makes me so mad. And I have to be on it for work for on three, and I'm right. sitting here like it's showing up on my timeline. Uh, Twitter's it's dangerous a at time. Twitter's a fun place. It's only going to get more fun too with everything it's got going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's also going to get more fun here for the Bulls because this tough stretch, like we keep talking about, it's basically over. They've got Toronto. We're recording this on Monday. Toronto on the second half of a back-to-back tonight, Monday night. Their next back-to-back is not until December 10th through 11th. So things are going to ease up here a little bit. And I think we're going to start seeing this team maybe string together a couple wins because they'll have some time to, I don't know, relax a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what you want. More time to relax, to, to get healthy. Um, also to to go over some, like I said, late game strategies to help close out those close games where it's tied up four or five minutes left to go. And uh, just, just gel, really get the chemistry together. And hopefully, like you said, just get a, a string of four or five wins in a row to, to build the confidence up and hopefully move up in the standings. That'd be nice. And like I said, I'm not standings watching for about another month or so. I mean, I looked at them. Any team is either three and five or four and six. And you got Milwaukee. That's not an O. But yeah, yeah. it's like Milwaukee and everybody else. So I'm going right. to wait. I'm going to wait a while to look at the standings. I don't feel like doing that just yet. But, you know, this is going to be a fun little stretch here. Get a few days in between games. It seems like that you're not playing like a baseball schedule where you're playing every right. day, it seems like. So that's going right, to be yeah. nice. Get some guys healthy. Get some guys back in the lineup and in the rotation. We'll get more updates on Lonzo Ball. I mean, I think this is going to be a nice little reprieve, I'd say, because the teams I've got coming up, New Orleans, Denver, Orlando, they got Boston, Milwaukee again, which is going to be tough. Oklahoma City, the aforementioned Utah game. So there's your Lowry marketing revenge game. Circle that November 28th. That's going to happen probably. But, you know, not as tough a schedule, I'd say, in terms of quality of opponents. But like you said, there's no days off in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All those games are winnable games. But like you said, you got to come in focused. You got to come in prepared and ready. And if not, those teams can, you know, smack you in the mouth and end up with a sour taste in your mouth. Definitely. And we're going to recap it all here on Thursday. We're going to look ahead a little more and we're going to have a jam packed show for you on Thursday or coming up. We'll record on Thursday. It'll drop on Friday. But we'll have that all coming up for you. That's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to use that promo code BLEAV. 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. Buy our shirt to Jordan Pippen 98. The last dance election day is the day this podcast drops on Tuesday. So you can wear it to the polls if you want. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we've got all that going on. You can subscribe to us, Apple, Spotify. We're on YouTube. We were also featured on the Best of Believe on Stadium. Uh, that was last Friday with the guys at the Charity Stripe, which, by the way, Josh Fisher, my guy, you have a Nikki Snacks on your show. I'm not Nikki Snacks. I don't want copyright infringement here. So Nick Kreider, I'm not, t- I'm not coming after your nickname here. Okay. Like if you want to know what I'm talking about, go watch the best to believe on YouTube. You'll understand why I'm talking about this, but a message to Josh, Nick, and Alex. I'm not Nikki snacks. Nikki snacks is Nick Crater. Okay. Leave that to him. That's not my nickname. I don't have, I don't know what my nickname is anymore. So just throwing that out there for those guys. But if you check out the best to believe on stadium every Friday, again, we were featured last week. That was really fun. 
and maybe we'll be on there more. I don't know. We'll, the guys at the Charity Stripe do a great job planning all that out. But we will for sure see you back here on Friday for another episode of Believe in Bulls. And we're going to have a nice little breather in the schedule. That's going to be very nice to talk about. We'll see you back here then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.